Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi. Hi, good afternoon, Rahul. My name is Rakesh. Uh, I have uh, two questions, actually. Question number Mm -hmm. one. uh, So I was with the employer A, Mm -hmm. okay? My my H1, and I have my 140 approved from with them. And then I Mm -hmm. moved to employer B, right? Mm -hmm. So the question is, if my dates become current and Mm -hmm. and I'm on EB2, and if I want to downgrade, do I need to switch, go back to employer a only employer a can downgrade your existing application if employer b that you're working wants to file you mm-hmm. you wants to proceed with him you need to have a labor and i140 filed by employer b right but employer a can they immediately initiate it or do i need to move on to their payroll if employer they want to a to downgrade you, you can do it any time they don't, you don't have to be on the payroll of the company for them to downgrade. However, some of the small consulting companies may have a problem in downgrading the application. So you just have to be careful with the ability to pay though. Because when you leave the company A to company B, you are not on the payroll of company A. Now company A has to prove they have the ability to pay the salary. Since they are not paying the salary, they need to show it with the profits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... If, if my employer B does all those things, right? So H1, like, you know, uh, 140 and firm labor, then mm-hmm. can they downgrade? If employer B, if employer B files a permanent labor, you can, you don't need the downgrade. I mean, you can, you can just, with the same labor certification, you can file EB2 and EB3. Okay. You get the point? Mm-hmm. And this is in progress. Can I? Yeah. So basically, sorry, my wife is next to me. So yeah, that's if, fine. If yeah, if if this is in progress, right? So when they file and my application is still in progress for one forty mm-hmm. or like labor, labor mm-hmm. then can I go back? Once yes, you can. Once they get current, dates get current, right? That, can I go back? That's to fine. Barrier? You can you can, you can go back. You can go back. Okay. There's no prohibition that since the company B has filed a perm application. And it's in the process. There is no nothing that says that you cannot go back to company A. Okay. Okay. I see. So, but Next. I can still go. My, my, I can still have my employer A file my, like you know, seven four eighty five and downgrade it to EB two, EB three. Correct. Right. 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 But you need to be in touch with employer A. Is he willing to do it or not? Because now we're expecting the dates to be moving very fast in October of two thousand and twenty one. I see. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, and it's taking, 
2014, you already missed the boat, buddy. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that's where I, I was. I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. So that's where my whole problem is, right? So next time when I get some content, what I were you back. not aware of it? It's there everywhere. No, I'm, I'm with employer B now, right? So, so I, yeah, I were you with... sleeping like a kumbakarna or something like that? Mm-hmm. Everywhere it was there, is right? I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know if there were any other word. No, I could not. Basically, I could not move from B to A, employer B to employer A. Why do you have to move? Everybody, I mean, like, you know, it's it, that's kind of an in- impression I got. Everybody said, "No, you cannot do that. <laughs> you have to go. You, you have to be on the payroll for at least three to six months." Is what everybody said. That's where no. I was. Stuck. Well, you got the lesson right now. Yeah. Don't trust the mediators. Come to us directly. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you so much. Vishwas. Vishwas, go ahead. Vishwas. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Vishwas. Go ahead. Hi, Rahul. Uh, quickly, the quick question is: um, I applied for my H4 uh, EAD January. I got the receipt notice in February, and it's saying that your fingerprint has been applied to your case. My in my case, I never had my fingerprints taken because uh, I had already approved H4. Let me ask you this question. I know the answer, but I will still ask you this question though. Did you file H4 before and got the biometrics done in United States? No, it, it was like, it's a renewal, but I never got my biometrics done in the United States ever. I'm, okay. I'm from this Canada. Mistake, yeah, so, this mistake, we are, we are noticing it a lot recently. We don't know why. Maybe by next week, we are able to figure it out. But let me tell you that you are the 12th person that I'm speaking in the past four days who is telling that I didn't do biometrics. Where did they got my biometrics? It's in uh, adjustment of status. It happened. It's in a lot of other things that happened. So just hold on until next week. We will be able to figure it out. In the interim period, though, you can raise, raise a service request and you can chat with Emma to see if they have Emma has any information on this. And you know who, who Emma is, is right? No, I don't know. Emma is a robot for uh, artificial intelligence for USCIS. You go to their site, you can chat with them. You try to chat with uh, Emma and you can raise a service request. Wait until maybe we'll come tomorrow's uh, YouTube. We may come up with some suggestions or maybe wait until the next week, Tuesdays, YouTube and Facebook sessions. Right now, we don't have an answer why it's happening, but you are not a real person for us. Next so question. Last, last question is, uh, how long is it taking just for the EAD, uh, for H4 EAD? Anywhere between eight months to 18 months is the time it's taking. Uh, only for EAD, not for h 4 No, for H4 and EAD together. No, I'm, I'm asking just, just for the EAD itself. H4 but is you done. file for H4? When it no, is no. done? Because I crossed the border at the um, Canadian border, so I was my. H4 oh, you went there. there. Okay, but did you file the EAD along with the H four? No, just the EAD itself. Because I already have approved I one four and nine forty on H based on H fours. But for next, you were telling years. that you were telling that you you got the information saying that the biometrics were done for the e, H four yeah, or that, EAD. H4, uh, EAD, U, USCIS, ah. if I check my... Um, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry about that. You don't have to worry about the 
you don't have to worry about the biometrics you don't need the biometrics at all so no, just no. ignore the biometrics completely it's taking anywhere between 4 to 6 months for ead okay all right okay. thank you rahul next person. i appreciate kiran kumar uh, kiran hello? can you unmute uh, yourself yeah good yes i'm audible yes you are uh yeah so i have few questions i am on h1b i i recently got my i797 extension my question is can i travel to cancun or canada with with my uh, valid i797 but an expired uh, uh, i94 visa. i think my i94 no. uh, is also on my 797 but i'm not entirely sure you don't have the passport visa which expired but you do have a 797 you should have an i94 attached with it i'm assuming that it does if you look mm -hmm. into the i797 you can see the i94 it will be the That's same right. i94 number when you enter into the united states the same i94 number will be there on this one too uh, to answer your question though yes you can travel mm -hmm. no problem as long as you are only going to canada or mexico okay only these mm -hmm. two countries not to now cancun comes under mexico Yeah. Now, when you go to Caribbean islands, it's different, Jamaica and all those things. Mm -hmm. Okay, because yeah. you are on H1B or H4, only mm -hmm. in Canada and Mexico, and you're coming back within 30 days, and you're not applying for any visa, you're good to come back. Okay. And if I do want to get my uh, visa process done or get my renewal done, I can always go. No questions asked without a visa, based on this rule. Like what I mean to renewal. say is. Uh, Same with uh, uh, in Mexico. Like my my last visa renewal was in Mexico, so I can always go to my renewal visa renewal to Mexico using this rule, right? Well, there are two different things. Mm -hmm. If you are going for a vacation, you are coming back. Mm -hmm. You can use this rule. What I told you right now. Yeah. If you are going for stamping, this rule is not applicable to you. Okay. Yeah. If you don't get the stamping, you are not coming back into United States. Got it. Yeah. Got it. This was, only yeah. if you don't go for the visa, only for thirty days, and you're coming back, this rule is applicable. Let's go to the next caller, please. Yeah. Thank Madan? you. Namaste, Madan. Namaste, sir. Namaste. Is FEMA considered public charge? will it impact the gc processing at any stage and how to correct it will paying it back help what exactly in fema are we speaking about well i received uh, some uh, money what is it now what kind of money is it is it for housing it, assistance is it for what no it was a uh, uh, kind of a, in like i was in uh, louisiana in 2005 it, it was a katrina uh, hurricane hit but what what did uh, they say is it the money for housing did they give you the money did you give the food what exactly they gave it to you did they paid you the hotel bill um i'm not really sure but uh, they okay when i want to know exactly what they what they gave you for they they okay. normally okay. give it for housing what kind of is it a check that you receive is a cash to receive what form that you received what's the purpose why it's been received okay sure i'll i'll check on okay. that i i think okay check uh, check yeah. that more, most most probably you should be fine most probably you should be fine but i just want to make sure that 
you're not in conflict with any of the immigration laws but uh, fema okay. is is like uh, if you lose if your house you know your boat or your house went into water uh, and they give you for uh, you stayed in a hotel or even if you don't stay in a hotel even if you stay in your sister's home they pay you x amount of money for you those are all right. good i don't see anything pro- problem with it okay okay but i just i just want to know exactly what it is let's go to the next Absolutely. caller uh, next person thank you sir earlier sudeer sudeer go ahead uh, hi uh, so yesterday i was uh, i uh, i was hearing uh, your uh, you know youtube on the immigration sorry on the uh, gc processing so yes. you are saying that uh, 135k will get added in october 2021 correct mm-hmm. so that is right can so can we expect a date of filing for feb 2016 uh, <laughs> i i have gone wrong in, in 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 expecting the priority date so wrong let me put the quiz back to you you are a better mathematician than i am otherwise i would have been an engineer i didn't do very good i became a lawyer um so if 100000 yeah. green cards extra were been given the dates moved for four and a half years and we are yes. expecting the final action dates according to my statement yesterday we are expect uh, according to the department of state which i reiterated the final action dates will be all the way moved to up to december of 2014 okay yes now if 135000 is added how many years it will advance if 100000 it's four and a half years 135 how much it is going to be so mine is uh, feb 2016 i am only lagging for you you, you answer you answer my question so you expect uh, I, my date may come absolutely i do expect your date to come if i were you i would not move out of the company i would stay with the company and don't do any gimmicks because it may take a long time for you if you move to a different company to get a waiver and i want for your approval okay thanks i may go wrong that. actually i may go wrong but i'm guessing again this time hopefully i'm right this okay. time okay next so person actually please. yeah no i have good. it uh, i have two i140s one uh, from my current company and another uh, with my uh, ex company previous company you know mm-hmm. yeah previous mm-hmm. company both uh, so in my current company also my uh, previous company also the pd date was same of course so so if uh, situation uh, in a persist i can i can use my ex companies also right actually that is my friend's company only he didn't cancel anything he just why 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 do you want to go to the ex company we don't know right because i do a consulting job right <laughs> if the project completes yeah yeah i it would be more, yeah it will be more safer if you stick with the existing company comparatively comparatively okay. but okay. to answer your question though can you go back to the old company the answer is yes you can okay okay thank you you can i don't see any problem with that thank you nitya hi uh, my husband has got rfe for the h1b extension and okay. uh, we have a 485 receipt notice and both our driving licenses are expiring in the april first week and i was wondering in utah they accept the 485 receipt notice as a proof of legal residence to issue a driving license 
So if I use the 485 receipt notice, would I lock both of us under EB3? So basically, I want nope. to know if I use. Nope. Okay. Nope. No, you, no, no. You're still, you still are maintaining the H1B. No, you're not locking. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Vinny? Hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a question uh, relating to H4 and H4 EAD. Uh, regarding mm -hmm. processing times, uh, which I'm seeing mm -hmm. online. So we filed uh, H4 uh, along with the mm -hmm. I-539 along with I-765. Uh, mm -hmm. Which processing time should I go by? Um, because in I-765 processing time, it says- 539, 539. So, so first I-539 and then once it gets approved, that's when they start adjudicating EAD. Um, it is five. Did you said both of the cases were being filed at the same time? Is it right? That's right. But so in my I seven six five, when I see online processing times I seven six five, it says no. Don't on... don't. If you file together though, if you file together, don't even look into the seven six five processing time. Don't even look into it. The only thing that you'll be looking into is your um, is you uh, the only thing that you'll be looking into is your I-539, not I-765. But there is a uh, sentence which says, based on being a H-4 spouse of an H-1B non-immigrant filed with I-539 H-4 C-26, does, doesn't that category apply specifically to this case? Category applies, but timing, we're not speaking about category. We are speaking about what time it will be approved, is it right? Not category. Are you? Yeah, but it looking but at the, the online, the processing times are by that category. So if mm. I fall into that specific do not, category. Do not look into the I-765 processing time if you file I-539 together. Okay. There are situations where people can file EAD after getting the H-4 approval. For example, mm -hmm. if the supposes I-140 gets approved after getting the H-4 approval, you can file an EAD. At that point of time, you mm -hmm. only look into the 765. When you club both I-539 and 765, the only form that you will be looking at is the processing time of the I-539. Next person, please. Okay. One last question, Rahul. Uh, Go ahead. So we are very disconcerted with the processing times. We applied in April 2020. 2922. When do you expect um, you know I this... don't have an answer? I don't have an answer for it. We tried court litigation, was working very good last year. It's not working that good. Uh, there is a class action shoot that is getting filed right now. Hopefully, there may be action on it. There are some changes this administration has done. Hopefully, so they will do some more changes. They may just say, Hey, your EAD is valid until the mm -hmm. EAD is denied. Hopefully, so they'll come up with some solution. But as of now, you don't have an option. You have to sit and wait right now. Next person. Is there please. any Biden administration? Sorry. Yeah, there is. Is there any Biden administration? What? Biden administration uh, has any intention to remove the biometric uh, processing? We don't know yet. All these we, we don't know yet. We don't know yet what's in there. Okay. We haven't seen any concrete evidence of what they want to. At least we can say that their intention is not to torture us like the way last okay. administration wanted to do it. That's, we can clearly see that their intention is not to torture us. I mean, the previous administration just want to really want to make it as hard as possible. They just want to torture us. And that's all, I mean, that's all they try to do the four-year break. We don't see that. 
but let's can i positively say that he's going to get away with the biometrics i don't know yet we will have to wait okay. and see next person please right. thank you sahil dose yeah hi rahul um, i might be asking a similar question so um, my wife's h4 uh, renewal file is going to be applied mm-hmm. next month um, mm-hmm. her current h4 and h4 ead is going to expire in october this year mm-hmm. so uh-huh. the question i'm going asking is one how much time is it taking for the h4 and h4 well, ead i think so it's 8 yeah. to 18 months as per your previous answers right and what do you think is a faster process should we go out of us get for get the h4 and that then may be that, that that may be a fast process that might be because so, if you remember the gentleman was trying to see the process in time of the 765 though um he's trying to keep into the 765 but he's ignoring the i5 nine if your wife were to travel and get the stamping outside the country and come back though okay the yeah. best way is that don't re- I, you can file a h4 right now along with your application h4 plus cad okay right. then right. let her go and get the stamping done she comes back when she comes back let her apply one more ead okay, okay. because otherwise so- if you rely on the previous ead it will go to take the same time as what the i539 will take but once you come back you file the 765 oh can i file 2765 yeah they don't care they'll take your money um yeah there is a good chance that they'll approve one and they'll deny the second one that's fine you take it you take the approval and use it okay so uh, does it make uh, the process faster if the h4 and the h4 ead goes along with the h1 application renewal application um uh, it used to i don't know it used to that but it's not true anymore since 2019 okay. they stopped doing it though but if you are filing h4 plus ead you might as well file with the h4 you will save that extra one month by the time you get the h1b approval and then you file it i would just file it along with it and then i will send her to india to get the h4 stamping and once she comes back she can work until october because you told me that your wife has an ead until october in the meantime you will file any ead right. application i know that's an extra trip to going to india but a lot of people are doing that may be better option if you want to expedite the things next person please uh, rajesh just one question sorry sorry just one go ahead, question go ahead, uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, does uh, court litigation makes any because it was again my friends uh, class. the court litigation yeah they, it's a class action class. it's a class yeah. action we'll have to see how it goes on okay okay thank we'll up, you we'll update you in the facebook and youtube about it when and if how the court litigation is going to move but as of now what i told you seems to be working much better uh it's not that i told you people like you told me who have been going out and mm-hmm. coming back uh, they have been feeding the information hey i got this one faster okay that's fine i will relay that information to other people next person please yeah yeah hi sir uh sir uh, i have a question related uh, for my parents so my parents were here uh, from november 2019 to october 2020 it's almost 11 months and they left at, uh, on uh, 2020 october so now they wanted to did travel you, on 2021 august did you file for their extension yes it was approved it was approved okay um when they are traveling this time are they going to be staying for 6 months or what uh, yeah uh, less than 6 months 3 to 4 months less how much 
Okay, that is, you know, they left the country in August, and they are uh, sorry in October or November. Yeah. They are coming in August, and this time they are coming in four months. Yeah. Ah, oh, that that's a very. And what was what about the previous stay? How long did they come in before? Uh, th- that was the first time. Last time stay was the first time. They just uh, tra- uh, stayed for eleven months. I would wait until at least after November before they can come into okay. the country. Though the reason is that the B two B visas are on- only for visiting United States, not to stay in United States. When you see people staying for such long period of time, the CBP may get confused and think that okay. they're actually staying in united states and visiting india that's not the purpose of it so i would wait until after november is passed now that doesn't mean that when they come in november they'll be given a red carpet and everything will be fine it is just what i believe that it's more safety method yeah next sure. person please uh, sir i have one more question okay uh, yesterday you mentioned 130k green cards will be available august i mean october 2021 so my priority date was you know 2016 september so do you is a eb2 do you think is it a good session if i downgrade now itself to eb3 uh, is does your company routinely when in in, in september of 2020 did they do the downgrade automatically or they did not uh, i mean they, they did for all the people or they I'm sorry. No, they, no one has that uh, you know priority date at uh, 2020. So okay, but what? But what? What is it? A smaller company, bigger company? Are they willing to do? Or are they not willing to do? Uh, they will be willing to do. It's a hundred plus employees. Okay. If they are willing to do, though, I'm not that hurriedly writing, wanting to spend all the money right now. One other question I have is that uh, how 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 old are your kids? Are any kid born outside India, no. outside USA? No. Yeah, if if I were you, I mean, I'm, I will not file a downward application right now. Okay, sir. Yeah. Now, previously, we used to say that if somebody does it, they did a wrong thing; they don't need it. We're not saying that. We changed our opinion a little bit. You know, we're keeping on changing the opinion here and there, but no harm was done. Remember that in October, all the people were able to file the downward application. We've been pre- we've been predicting the priority date moving for EB three well ahead. We have made a lot more videos. before september of 2020 so yes we told at the time you don't have to file uh, but that's that worked out okay because well in october in 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 october they all filed is right they filed i140 adjustment says in case if it's a small employer with 100 employees i would not file uh, i would not file i am not downgrade once a priority date becomes current alpha next person please darshan Uh, hey rahul uh, thanks for this opportunity my name is darshan uh, just the question i have is uh, i filed for my h1 transfer with my employer uh, in december 2020 and i also filed h1 h4 and h4 ead extension along with that my wife's current mm-hmm. h4 and ead expires in october uh, 2021 uh, mm-hmm. the question i have is we are planning to travel to india to get stamping done once we return i'm hearing that we need to withdraw current h4 application is that true or should i file uh, another h4 ead uh, along with that once i'm back don't withdraw i would not withdraw it i would not definitely not withdraw it um uh, once sure. you come back file an ead application okay sure and now the rule is whichever ead comes fast i, I use it got it sure that's the best that's solution it. because sometimes 
who knows? I mean, the rules might change, things might change, H4 might be approved faster, you never know. So I would not just withdraw the application, you already paid the money. Um, they right. will request your wife to go for biometrics, send her to biometrics, and then try your luck to see whether H4 plus EAD will come faster or just the EAD will come, come faster. Okay. Next person. So in case... In case H4 Sorry. and EAD comes faster, what will happen to the other EAD application? They'll just Who deny. cares? Why do you care? Okay. If they deny it, they deny it. You don't care. You got okay. the EAD approval. You should not care. Next person, please. Ravi? Sure, thank you. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I work for company B uh, and I have the 140 approved during September. And then mm -hmm. uh, it was in EB2, but in October we filed again in EB3 as a concurrent with 485, but there mm -hmm. is an unsolicited proposal for my company being getting acquired by a different company, say C. Uh, so will this impact anything? My 140 is not approved yet, which was filed in October, and I did not receive any EAD yet. Did you convert the premium processing as I requested? Uh, not yet, because like the proposal came in last week, Thursday. Okay, first thing is, as soon as you get off the Zoom call, okay, I want you to convert into premium process. Will, will that like uh, deny or like, is there any problem with like- There, there, I... are, there, are, there are some problems that are occurring in the premium processing, but the problem is not going to go to the court. They're just, they're just rejecting it. You can refile, refile until they accept it. The first thing is that I want you to, re I want you to file premium processing immediately. Now, the next question that pops up is, if you have the other company takes over this company, it depends on what timing they will take over. Will they take over after the I-140 is approved, before the I-140 is approved? Will the takeover happen after 180 days or before 180 days? Either way, you may not need to file the 485 again. You may not. I'm... It depends on how the transaction between the the purchase goes. Though most probably you may not need it. You may have to file one more I one forty amendment. Okay, but, this is uh, what previously previously you filed you filed downgrade. This will be considered as an amendment, though. Okay, but uh, this will not like cause the four eighty five problem, right? Like in case if the company B takeovers it. And uh, within like five months, will my current company revoke the 480, 140? Will that 485 be invalid? It's it's not about revocation of the I-140. If the underlying conditions of the I-140 does not exist, your 485 is considered to be null and void. Okay. You see my point? Because yes. you don't have the offer with the company B. So it's going to be then you have to company C is going to file if I-140 amendment. The problem is they may say that, hey, company B's I-140 will never be approved because they revoked it. We have a, we have a, we have some, you know, for all reasons, okay? For all reasons. Right now, the best thing that you can do right now is put the phone off, get them in the premium process, okay? And okay. depending on how the transaction occurs between this company B and company C, then the lawyers will be able to determine whether or not your 485 is in good shape or not in good shape. Um, the first thing is that if your I-140 is approved and you cross 180 days, which is just about 20 days from now or 30 days from now, 
you're free. Because okay. even if the unsolicited thing comes in and they take over, it'll take time for them to do all the things. And in the meantime, you're scot-free and you can, you can be free. So, but if your I-140 is not approved, you'll be in trouble. So please contact your lawyer to the premium process. Next okay. person, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for this opportunity. So I just have a quick question about transferring from a cap-exempt H-1B to a cap-H-1B. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now I'm employed by a university, so I'm on cap exempt H-1B. Uh, mm -hmm. So my question is, uh, uh, another company wants to file a cap H-1B this year. So if uh, if so, my first question is, uh, if if I don't get picked in the lottery, will it affect mm -hmm. the current current H-1B status? When is your current H-1B status expiring? Uh, it is uh, in 2023. No, it does not affect. You're continuing working for this university, is right? Yes. Absolutely does not affect it. If you okay. get selected in the lottery, it doesn't affect it. If you get selected in the lottery and then it gets a H-1B approval, then it's a different issue. You, you got selected in the lottery, but it will not, even if it's selected and get denied, it will not, not affect your uh, cap exempt H-1B. Okay. The other question I have is, can a company file for, so for example, this is a cap subject company. So mm -hmm. since I'm on cap exempt, I cannot work mm -hmm. for this company until October 1st. So not true, not true. Okay. So and I'll tell you why I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Do you know what a concurrently filing H1B is Right. where you can work for two companies at the same time? Right. There is a provision in the law, even though you are cap exempt though, if you want to work for two companies, one is cap subject and one is cap exempt. The mm -hmm. second company can file a concurrently filing H-1B right now with the mm -hmm. start date of April 1st, oh, not October 1st. Oh yeah. But, so you uh, can have both the things. You can have both the things concurrently filed H-1B mm -hmm. and you can have, you can have the lottery system filed. two of them filed separately. You can do so. So in other words, you can work for this company from April to October. But you have to work with the existing company until October 1st. Okay. But uh, I, I, I did see some exemptions there saying that if you want to work concurrently, it should be in the same field. Like universities are generally into research. So the CAP subject no. employer should have. No, no, no. Okay. It doesn't have to be in the same field. Absolutely. You can be a software guy there. You can be a lawyer in this one. Not a problem as long as you're qualified for it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. What, you, what you're telling is that if a company is claiming to get an exemption for the, uh, for the, for the, for the number quota, though, there are some limitations that are there, but not for concurrently filing H-1B. Absolutely no limit. One can be a software guy. One can be a, a lawyer. Absolutely no problem with it. Next person, please. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Hey, hi, Raul. This is Mahi here. So my yes, question Mahi. is like, uh, uh, recently I moved back to India and mm -hmm. I'm currently I'm working as an offshore uh, resource person. So my employer mm -hmm. is trying to file my H-1B this year. So mm -hmm. I mean like for the lottery is doing the registration. My question is mm -hmm. that uh, as I'm holding a US master's degree, which is applicated and uh, that university mm -hmm. is eligible for the master's quota. So am I mm -hmm. eligible for that? 
like masters quota option because absolutely right now i don't have you are. Uh, i don't have any valid status in us right you now. don't have to be an f1 you don't have to be in united states all you need to have is a masters degree from a non profit organization non profit university and an accredited university which you told me that you are eligible if you were here in united states on f1 if you are here in united states h1 you are exempt you are also exempt when you are outside the country in india i don't care whether you are in canada you are still eligible for it without any valid status right I you are absolutely absolutely you are eligible for masters quota masters quota has nothing to do with only coming from f1 to h1 it can be h4 from h1 it can be from outside the country into this country too but where does your degree come from does that university qualify for all the things that is all it counts so you're good to file in masters quota next person please thank you hello uh, thank you rahul yes, i am on i am on l1 mm-hmm. uh, and um, i got my what do you call uh, the date was current um, uh, in the month of november incidentally i got my biometrics now but my daughter who turned 21 on february 13th has got a student visa also on the same date same time you mean to say biometrics you mean to say, you biometrics, mean to say biometrics for your daughter for your daughter yeah but, uh, incidentally my daughter applied for student visa uh, uh, and and the appointment letter for the biometrics of student visa and the uh, h4 about i485 biometrics are on the same date same time there's too much mess up going on in biometrics right now now let me get to the bottom of the things is your i140 approved yeah i i140 is very much but i am on an l1 that's not the question i asked you okay is your i140 eb1c approved yes 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 thank you because you could file the adjustment of status when the i140 is pending also you know that okay. is right that's the reason i asked that's the reason i asked you three times whether your i140 is approved now okay how when is your daughter becoming 21 no she just became 21 on uh, february 13 2021 february 13 and the final action dates became current when uh, in my case on uh, in the november november bulletin ah so by november you have your adjustment of status filed by november you have your i140 approved and yes. you have your final action dates current yes. and your daughter was still under 21 at that time exactly Okay that's good now i just want her to be safe in the adjustment of status i want her age to be frozen which is frozen you know that is right yes yes okay good now the first one is covered second thing is that you know, technically you don't want the f1 visa right now is right i yes, mean you yes. don't need it yes exactly but but if you go for if you don't go for finger fingerprints or if you do a little bit mess up on the fingerprints it may mess up the adjustment of status so what i'm telling you is that let or go to biometrics make sure the biometrics are covered for both the things and then once you come back and then you try to withdraw the f1 visa okay so but incidentally it's it's on the same date same time so what do i do i know i i just go and don't discuss with them don't okay. tell them only take biometrics for my 485 and not for 5539 they miss okay. a number you're gone the 485 okay. is denied and then guess what the whole problem what we discuss about the 21 is gone okay i don't it. care what happens with the even if the f1 gets approved if the f1 gets denied i don't care i don't want my 485 to be messed up so i want this girl to go for both the things 
This okay. is the last caller, guys. It's a 408 right now. Uh, I'll take the one more call and then that'll be the last one. Sorry. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, hey, Rahul. This is Srinath. Yes, sir. So yes, I'm going to discuss regarding my uh, wife case. Her H4 mm -hmm. got filed in 2019, November. Uh, mm -hmm. So what happened is, uh, like, uh, my H1B approved on uh, June 2020. So, uh, so from there, actually, still her H4 is not approved. Uh, so in mm -hmm. meantime, she also parallelly applied for her H1. That is on uh, April 2019. So it got approved only on July, uh, like, uh, 2020. Okay, with the start so, date of uh, July 2020. Yeah. So actually, when we talked to that employer, though he told that actually uh, still she she is on H4. So she is also having some health issues. So she did not join with, uh, I mean, she did not join that company. So still we are thinking that we are on H4. Still we are waiting for the uh, like uh, status. So there is one more thing. In meantime, uh, after my H1 approved, so we also filed for the EAD also. Uh, when this has been done as uh, uh, the end of June 2020, we applied for EAD as well. So now actually what we received is from USCIS, she received an email uh, on top of her H1B stating that correspondence to the case is reviewing. I mean, they received the correspondence and they are reviewing the case. So now, actually, according to the employer, we are on H4, but still we want to know whether we need to take any action from our side, uh, like uh, yeah. so, so we. If if her status has been changed to the H1B, right now she's mm -hmm. on H1B from July of 2020. The employer has mm -hmm. misinformed you, or maybe you got misinformed. Either way, your wife is not in legal status right now. Mm -hmm. Her change of status occurred on July of 2020, according to according to you. And she got a 994 attached with that. So she's on H4. So you need to contact a lawyer immediately. Or okay, the best so way probably would be that you didn't file the adjustment of status, right? Uh, what does that mean? No, we did not file anything. So we just applied anything. for H4. Yeah. 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 She has to leave the country and get the H4 stamping. Though They may issue an RFE and deny. They may approve it. They may issue an RFE. So she's out of status because from July onwards, she's in H1B and she's not working according to you. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So the, but the employer Thank says you. that she is not on H1 and still on H4. So that's what leading to the confusion. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing. This is a democratic country. Even if the president of America tells you this is legal, it doesn't become legal if it is not legal. Remember what happened? The president of America told everybody to go to the Capitol Hill. Guess what? Some of them are going to be hanged now to death. So just because your employer tells, just because I tell, even the president of the country tells, it doesn't become legal. The law is what mm. it is. It is your judgment call. This is my opinion. And that's his opinion. Thank you, guys. The next conference uh, Zoom call will be tomorrow at 1130. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.